0: Heyo, what's going on everybody? It is episode number 217 of the Audible Farm Podcast. And this episode is brought to you by Couchtown Coffee. Couchtown Coffee, it's roasted right here in Iowa. It's roasted to order. All you gotta do is make an order, they'll roast it for you, specifically for you, and then ship it to your house. And all you gotta do is grind it up and have some of the best coffee uh, you'll ever have. I mean, that's thats what I say anyways. its It's my favorite coffee. I drink it all the time. I love it. Uh, Check it out, CouchTownCoffee.com. All you got to do is find a coffee you like and then let them know. Make an order. Let them know Audible Farm sent you. They'll give you 20% off because CouchTown Coffee is that awesome. Roasted right here in Iowa. It's my favorite coffee. Check it out, CouchTownCoffee.com. Thanks, CouchTown. This episode is also brought to you by the patrons over on Patreon. Uh, We've got a bunch of them over there. I got to say thanks to each and every one of them. Uh, helping us out dollar a month watching video versions of the podcast over on the patreon i gotta say thank you to patrick and nate and eric and vince and ronley and andy and abby and matt and harold and justin and the McAllister hours podcast who also supports us as well as american made music a band from iowa that also supports us thank you all very much uh, like i said one dollar a month over on the patreon page you can watch video versions of the podcast check it out this episode i'm sitting down talking with salem butler salem is the bassist in quakescape uh salem has come up on the podcast prior uh long long ago we did an episode with a couple of gals from the band uncle and uh Salem played bass in that band, and we've been Facebook friends since, and we didn't quite uh, get an interview lined up with Salem uh, before Uncle ended up Kind of uh, disbanding, but uh, he ended up joining up with another band that kind of has uh, buddied up with the podcast in one form or another. We talk about it a little bit. Uh, Dick is short for Richard. Another band that uh, plays punk music, but this band Quakescape is uh, going to be a rock band, hard rock, things of that nature. Uh, they are newly formed. Like I said, Salem is the bassist. A past guest on the episode, Ryan Craig, uh, is playing guitar for them. So it's kind of cool that uh, you know you get to follow the journey. And as the story as it changes through the years with this and kind of see who joins up with what bands and uh, how they end up interacting with each other in the future. So it's kind of cool. That uh, The Uncle episode and uh, the Ryan Craig episode from back in the day ended up merging together uh, to, to get to this Salem Butler episode. Uh, like I said, Salem plays bass in Quakescape, a newly formed band. They're going to be playing some hard rock. They were recently uh, interviewed on Big Don's local music roundup out of Keokuk by Brian Joe. We talk about that a little bit in the episode. We talk about uh, Salem's past, how he got started with music, what he likes to play, uh, what instruments he's played, and things of that nature. So I, I I love this episode. I sit down and I finally get to talk with Salem, basically for the first time ever, even though we've been Facebook friends for a while. So this is going to be a fun one. i uh, got to say thanks uh, for listening, and uh, you guys are going to love it. So check it out. This is episode number 217 with Salem Butler, the bassist for Quakescape. It's the Audible Farm Podcast with your host, Peter Stockdale. Okay, I am sitting down today with Salem Butler. Salem, you are the bassist in the newly formed band Quakescape.
1: Yeah, that was
0: correct that is correct so the fun thing about that is uh I've had one of your members on the podcast before I actually didn't go back to see what date uh he was on but Ryan Craig has been on the podcast before uh ages ago yeah yeah that was uh was about that a yeah that was I believe that was with uh was it all all guts no glory was that that band
1: I Probably, I yeah. Th-
0: I think and it was during that time span, but yeah. I mean, that's it's kind of crazy how this is all kind of coming full circle because uh, I mean, not only are you in a band with him, but you were also in a band with some other people that I had interviewed uh, a long while ago, and that was with the band Uncle. So. Yep. I mean, you do have r- history and roots in that Otomo area. It's pretty cool. so uh, I guess what we could talk about to start this all off with is uh, the newly formed band Quakescape. Uh, how did that all come to fruition? I know you were kind of added in um, not l- later, but you know like when the band was kind of they were getting some ideas together and then they were like, we found a bassist.
1: Yeah. I know that I think Ryan made like a Facebook post trying to form a band and got a couple people together, you know? Um, and then I think they went through a couple of guitarists cause Ryan was originally going to play bass, oh, but he was writing a lot of guitar riffs and had to keep teaching new guitarists the riffs. But, uh, eventually he's like, you know what, I'm just going to play guitar. And then we actually ran into each other at a show and, um, his wife got locked in a bathroom stall and my wife went to go help her Mm -hmm. and we were talking in that time and he's like hey you know i'm starting a band you want to come try out
0: yeah that's awesome i mean it's the classic band tryout story of my wife got locked in a bathroom stall i mean who hasn't heard it a thousand times before right
1: yeah, absolutely.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's it's just like it's in the movies, ladies and gentlemen. That's actually pretty funny. I can't believe that. That's like some Seinfeld stuff right there. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool, though. I mean, like, Ryan's been on the podcast before. I mean, I know, like I said, you've been in other bands. Uh, as Uncle, Dick is short for Richard. Uh, so you, you're no, you're not shy to the music scene. Uh, was Uncle the first band you were in, or were you in music before that?
1: Uncle was the first band I was in that played shows i i did write a song or two with a guy before that but it didn't really pan out so uncle was the first like actual band i was in
0: all right so let's let's uh build a timeline with all this so how how far back does it go where does the inspiration start for you to play music uh was it uh you know did somebody show you a guitar once or did you play like trumpet in school or something and eventually switch or what's the what's the go-to here
1: I started on guitar when I was like seven or eight years old. What? Yeah. (laughs) That's crazy. I started taking taking lessons from Nick Sorak when I was a little kid and just, you know, immediately loved it. And I got really into the war. I survived. And uh, yeah, I've been playing ever since I started playing the bass, uh, when I got into high school.
0: um, do anything well, with, like I, jazz band or anything like that?
1: Yeah, I played. I played in the jazz band guitar, and then I played in the high school show choir band, and that was my uh, peak guitar playing as far as like practicing consistently.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Before I really switched to bass, and I've been pretty focused on that since then. Uh, that was about when I joined Uncle.
0: Oh, nice! Right out of high school. Nice. That's really, that's really cool. Did, do you have something that like influenced your musical choices that like, as far as music you decided to listen to, uh, that kind of influenced what you decided you wanted to play, uh, as far as guitar or bass outside of like playing for school?
1: Uh, I mean, my, my parents definitely, I mean, my dad's real big on like Metallica and that kind of thing. And then, uh, my mom likes like smashing pumpkins and. Stuff like that, so, oh, cool. You know, Green Day and stuff like that's big influences for me. And you know, being around Nick all the time and listening to his band, I was always just thought it was the coolest thing ever, and I wanted to be in a band. It was, yeah, it was a no brainer when I saw that Uncle needed a bassist. That I was gonna <laughs> shot Jada a message. And I was like, please let me join your band.
0: <laughs> I love that. I mean, that's that's kind of a fun story. If you want to go back, I mean, that was like, gosh, I can't, I can't even remember how many years. That's probably like three years ago I talked to them about Uncle, maybe.
1: Yeah, that sounds about right.
0: So you, so you join up with Uncle, which uh, for those that don't know, Uncle was uh, you with a couple of gals. And you guys were all like roughly high school aged. And you played shows uh, and even recorded at least... Like one EP or something along those lines, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, Jada and Liberty were both seniors in high school when I joined, and I I was one year older than them. Um, yeah, I joined right when like they had lost their basis right before they were about to go into the studio and record the EP, and so on the EP, Liberty was recording it while I was, like, learning the song so that I could play for their, like, you know, CD release party, which was also a Halloween, Halloween show. So that was my first show with them. Uh, and TV Cop was there, too. I can't remember. Yeah. But that was a fun one. I, I already, when I wanted to join, I had, like, started listening to their recordings that they had on facebook and youtube and stuff and was trying to learn their songs but i just didn't learn them quite in time to go to the studio with them so
0: oh yeah 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 you guys did end up playing a handful of live shows though i do remember seeing that uh you know there was a point in time where uh the band I'm in uh, down in Des Moines, Three Finger Betty, was splitting a lot of time with like uh, Atoma-based bands and things like that. So, like you know, I was not really too much of a stranger to that scene down there. But I do recall you guys playing some shows and things like that. Uh, wished I would have got down there and saw some of that. Um, I'm just assuming they uh, do those two not play music anymore. Like that's just kind of how that went. Or
1: I'm not sure about Liberty, but I believe Jada is in a band now, uh, Super Riot.
0: Whoa! There no way. Iowa City. Iowa City, you say? I think so. Nice. I'll have to look into that. That's really cool. It's cool when people, you know, leave and come back or things like that. So I mean, like, even if even if one of them's playing and one of them's not, or or they've taken a break for a while, you never know. You absolutely never know. I mean, uh, I'm sure you've seen it in your scene. I've seen it in my scene. Uh, I've even been, you know, one of those people that played like out of high school, and then quit for a while, and then came back. So um so how many members are in quakescape uh we're just gonna fast forward back up to that while we're kind of still you know in the front end of this interview but like uh from what i've seen online is it a four-piece band uh five five so uh who plays what in the band if you want to give everyone the head head nod here
1: uh well i'm on bass obviously
0: yep and
1: then uh we've got ryan craig as one of the co- guitarists, uh, Brian Finch as another guitarist, uh, Corey G. Lawrenson, I think was yep. our last on drums. And then Emily Fippin is our vocalist.
0: Cool. 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 I, I, uh, I, I sourced some of the information I had from, uh, you guys' recent visit, uh, down to big Don's local music roundup, which is, uh, Brian Job does that show out of Kia I believe. Um, yep. I've had a little bit of talking here and there like with Brian Job over the years it's kind of fun you know just the people that support the music in the scene kind of interacting with one another but uh tell me about that how'd that go down there
1: it was a lot of fun um yeah I, I caught a ride with Ryan on the way down and um it was real fun sitting and talk to him on and off the air just he's a real great guy to talk to um yeah we're we're really excited about the stuff that we're writing and can't wait to get stuff recorded so that you know you can put it on on the station and start showing people what what we've got yeah. i mean we just got kind of have phone recordings right now but
0: mm-hmm. yeah i mean I I I don't know. It's just one of those things about the you meet some of those people in the scene. Brian just seems like one of those guys that's super super nice. Uh, and I've never actually met him face to face, but I've had, you know, some, you know, contact with him and I've I've listened to his interviews before. And I know some of my friends have like been down there and been on his show and 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 talked to him and I've heard nothing but the same thing. Exactly like you said like on and off air the guy is super nice, just always. So uh it's it's good to hear somebody else, you know, echoing the same sentiments I've heard over and over again. Yeah. I mean, no, uh, he was, yeah, he's been doing something down there with like uh, he does uh, the Big Don's local music roundup. But I believe he's also maybe involved in another show down there. He's got like a a local music, kind of a top twenty type deal going down there as well.
1: Yeah, yeah. Which uncle was on and off that top twenty list when you know when our EP first came out. Awesome. So I was started listening to the. His radio station around then, and I started listening to your podcast around when you interviewed them too. So,
0: yeah, yeah, I mean that's that's just one of those fun things about like it's just you just reach out and you kind of interact with people and you kind of start to make the the circle smaller, you know, the music circle, the family. It just gets a little tighter, you know. It's it's just kind of fun how that all ends up working out, you know. And like I said, you run into right. cool people like like Brian Job and and it's it's also one of those fun things where like I feel like I've been Facebook friends with you for years. And uh, this this is basically the first time we've ever talked to each other. (laughs) Yeah, but that just you know that comes back to you being and uncle in the uncle days and uh, um. So let's uh now that I brought uncle back up. So uh, you did tell me you spent some time with the band. Dick is short for Richard. Did you play bass with them as well?
1: Yeah, and we're still we're not doing a ton right now, but we're not like completely done yet either. Um, we're still talking about playing shows and maybe writing some new music it's just on hold a little bit at the moment you know life stuff
0: yeah uh, to- totally makes sense um who all's in dick is short for richard
1: uh page klaus and she has some solo stuff that she does too and uh melissa Pudl- uh, melissa
0: podliska oh yeah, yeah yeah she had a podcast for a while didn't she I think so. Yeah. Um, I'd have to look in, it up. Uh, right. so. I'd have to look it up. I. I mean, I've got all the. I've got all the stuff to look it up. I. But I. I. Sh- whatever. I. It's on the Audible Farm website. I'm sure. If you scroll to the bottom, at one point in time, I put it down there. I was trying to like have this catalog of all of the podcasts or like. You know, interviews and segments and, and radio stations that did, like, local stuff that had them cataloged. I tried to find as many of them as possible to put them in one spot to, right. to help people out. But, uh, yeah, it's, I mean, that's really fun. I remember talking with uh, Melissa about that and uh, having her say that, like, they recorded theirs on a phone. And it's like, how did you get it to sound so crystal clear, like, recording onto a phone? So, that also goes to show you anybody can podcast any way they want to and it can still sound good, you know? Right. So as far as Quakescape, so we've pretty much gone uh, Uncle to Dick is short for Richard, and you're still in that band, but it's like possibly maybe on like a little bit of a break or hiatus or you never know. So don't don't unfollow that one. But Quakescape's the new one. So that's, that's the, the journey you've been on so far in your musical journey. Yeah. So you've decided uh, bass is the way you're going to go. It's uh, a five-piece band. Uh, what kind of music do you guys... Would you like categorize what you guys are making? Is it uh something kind of a meld of what you grew up listening to, or
1: this one's definitely a little bit more hard rock than some of the other stuff I've done. I've been in you know punk in the punk realm mainly, but uh, I don't know it's hard to pinpoint you know a genre just because we all have such wide range of interests and music taste and such but um I guess like a hard rock
0: band yeah uh, so uh yeah. oh go ahead uh, I was just, it's
1: I don't know I feel like our our combination of uh inspiration wow. is working really well we're coming up with some really cool stuff
0: nice nice uh so you guys uh how many like do you guys like writing in the practice uh, space to like do live shows or have you played a live show yet? I guess uh, I haven't seen anything online, but that doesn't, you know, I also could have missed it. Uh, You know, the the internet is the way it is and the algorithm and whatnot, but, um, or is it like, are you planning to go to the studio first or what's your uh, main focus out the gate with the band so far? Uh,
1: I mean, right now we've just been, writing and uh working on a few covers so i we're planning on playing some shows in the spring hopefully you know wait until wait until it stops being cold and then get out there um but we're definitely talking about recording too just because you know we want to get stuff for people to listen to as soon as possible have cds or whatever when we do play shows and I'm nothing set in stone yet, but it's definitely a lot of talk about it,
0: yeah, I mean, I feel like that's like one of those like things as a band you kind of you figure out on the go, but at the same time you kind of figure out what's going to work best given the scenario ahead of you like you guys said you kind of want to wait till it's a little bit warmer out to play some shows, which does does yield you some time over the winter to possibly record some stuff and or get it mixed um uh do you guys record stuff like in house there do you have somebody there do you uh have you ever like I th- I believe we talked about it on the uncle podcast uh going to the studios but have you ever been in a studio and like recorded anything or what's what's the agenda on the recording end I uh,
1: I've I've never actually recorded uh before so that's going to be new for me um I'm, that's I'm pretty excited about it Just because I've never done it, but Mm I, we might be able to record. uh, We're practicing in Fairfield. um, We're like renting out a music room in the university there, and they're talking about maybe having some recording stuff coming into there. Um, So that'd be pretty cool. We could just record the same spot that we're practicing in.
0: Yeah, Um,
1: but. I mean, everybody's, you know, friends with somebody who records. So if that doesn't work <laughs> out, then we'll figure something out.
0: Uh, truer words have never been spoken. That's so true. Everybody knows somebody that records. Uh, man, and that's very true. I mean, there are a lot of places out there. I know there's places, you know, near Atoma that uh, are very good, you know, within half an hour to an hour drive from there. So it's, it's not like you guys have a shortage in that end of the state of uh, good places to go if you need to.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so let's let's talk about uh, playing some live shows. Uh, like as far as live shows, are you guys thinking you're gonna stick closer to your Atumwa uh, ish area, or are you guys looking to maybe go out and about and play some shows? You know, uh, Iowa City, Cedar Falls, Des Moines, anything like you know, anything like that, or Quad Cities or what? Uh,
1: I mean. I, I'm down to play anywhere, you know, and we're Corey's and Keokuk, so we're probably going to go down that way quite a bit too. And um, we're hopefully we're we're trying to get in the running to play at the battle of the bands in Quad Cities. So,
0: uh, yeah, right now
1: we're trying to some votes on that.
0: I remember seeing some uh some stuff on that. We uh did get a message about that in the three finger Betty space. We'll have to see what goes on. I do recall, uh, maybe it was last year, the year before, but one of the years we were, we were fairly close and got etched out the last, the last week or two. And it was, it was, it was a close one, but, uh, yeah, that voting on that is really fun. If you guys want to see some bands on there, uh, definitely go there and, and vote in your favor. Vote in Quakescape. I mean, I'm three finger Betty's not on the ballot as of right now. I don't think. So yeah, vote in Quakescape, you know, hell.
1: Oh, um- Three Finger Betty is on there right now, I believe. Oh snap! I've got my vote. i got my vote sitting
0: here. Sweet, I'll have to go down and give me a give me a vote on there too. I'll have to go vote on somebody. I oh man, it's a you only get to vote for one, and there's so many bands I want to vote for. Uh, it's like yeah. the funny thing about like, I'm sure you feel this too. Like you've been in bands, but you you said that you met Ryan at a show. So, like, you go out and you support other bands and other musicians and stuff like that. So, you you do want to see your you know your friends play, and you want to see your friends do good. And you want to see yeah. the music scene grow, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh,
1: if there's ever shows when I'm not I'm not at work or whatever, I try to go see
0: people. It's always fun. Do you guys have a lot of venues down in the Atumwa area still? Not a ton. Got a handful
1: of them. The uh, Eagles Club's the main one that's coming to mind. Nice. Um, but Market on Main is closed now. Um, Alistair Brothers is closed now. But we've got Red's Pub is starting to play some shows, I believe. So I haven't been over there yet, but I hear it's all right.
0: I remember uh years ago going to Market on Main. uh I believe it was like the first uh first T V cop show ever as T V cop. So uh yeah, I remember going there and being like, This place is like it seems like it might be fancy, but there's like punk music going on here, so I don't not hundred percent sure what to think about it. I yeah. It was definitely an interesting place. They
1: had a quite the array of stuff set up in there.
0: Yeah. I mean it almost seems like a, a place you would go for like a business lunch or like uh a, a very small like pre-wedding something, something, or, you know, like, I don't know. It just seems yeah. kind of fancy, but it's, uh, it's kind of, you know, fun and sad when those places exist and go away. I mean, that new places will pop up eventually and take their place. It's just what happens. But, uh, yeah, you're only, you're only ever left with the memories of it. And that's, uh, it's kind of fun though. You've been in the scene for just a short period of time and you've, you've seen a couple places already. Well, I mean, it's not fun, but you've already seen a couple places shift from being the music place to a new place, uh, taking, taking right. over you know where's the farthest outside of uh the otomo area that you've played a show with uh any band Uh
1: with uncle i played a few in des moines and iowa city um we had a show lined up in uh missouri that got canceled due to covid at the last second uh, so that's that sucks.
0: yeah Wait. freaking covid that, that was
1: the this one
0: what's that that was probably the farthest one the missouri one
1: that would have been yeah yeah but otherwise I think des moines and Iowa city
0: yeah i mean those those are the hotbed areas i mean that's pretty much where most of the i would say like the music that you and i and like bands in our area like the original rock bands that's you know in metal that's a big big hit that the quad cities maybe uh, there's some in waterloo here and there it's just not as uh uh not as common but i mean there's there's definitely some there it's kind of weird because i feel like every city kind of has uh little pockets of of music where it's like well there is those but there's you know like des moines does have like you know independent rock but they also do have like you know, there's a country scene and like a singer songwriter scene, and like you know, your solo acoustic right. guy in a bar scene. Is there any of that in a Because I know it's it's a decent sized city. It's not like mega mega huge, but it's still a decent sized city. Is there are there places like that that play more of like the singer songwriter crowd, but not necessarily the rock crowd? I know there's a country crowd
1: around there, um, but I mean, Page is like. Her solo stuff's kind of, you know, singer-songwriter Stuff, and she's been doing uh, She hosts the open mic It was at Pallisters Now she's doing it at Reds So I know that There's some stuff like that there um, I don't know, I guess most of the stuff I see Is the rock, you know Stuff yeah. just because that's The people I know and what I'm into But
0: Yeah, yeah, totally I mean i get it it wasn't until i started like trying to play more jammy stuff that i started going to jam nights and that's kind of what opened me up into getting into like that kind of stuff otherwise i would you know probably never have even leaned into that or or tried to but um yeah that's pretty much where my connection with like the country and singer songwriter uh scene started was with with that so uh yeah it comes back down to like preference you know it's a just what I chose to do at the time, and it ended up working out a certain way for me so i'm I'm kinda lucky I get to see all the all the venues that are in my area and like some of the ones that are in other areas I play in. But the thing that kind of sucks is there's like you know so many venues it's like I'll never get to play there with this band you know, so like or I'll never get to play there with that band. there's also some of those, but it is also kind of fun when. The singer-songwriter guy, for some reason or another, ends up at Boggs Hole Avenue Tavern in Des Moines, and it's like, yeah, all right, that's cool. Uh, have you ever? What's that?
1: There was a show with Uncle that we played, and there was like just a handful of guys playing jazz. It was like a bunch of punk bands, and then it's a jazz show, and it was it was fun, you know. It was like not what I was expecting to hear that night, but it was still a lot of fun.
0: Yeah. I I love it when shows like that happen. Uh or like you get booked on a show and it's all punk and it's just like this doesn't seem to fit the crowd that's actually here, you know, or like sometimes those shows do happen and it's just kinda like, well, you just gotta kinda make the best of it. Um and you and you mentioned one there, like being booked with bands that are super different. Yeah. Yeah. Have you have you ever had any shows like that where you show up and you're like, Oh, we're in a fancy venue and it's like people in dresses or like whatever? Have you ever had any shows that were like super weird, like like that?
1: Nuh-uh. not really. I. Other than that, jazz one that was at a uh, Gabe's in Iowa City.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Oh shoot. <laughs> I
1: mean, for the most part, it's been. There was one house show that we did that it was, you know, we were like the little punk band, and it was a lot of heavy, heavy bands playing. Uh, that one. I felt a little bit out of my element, but it was, you know, they were all super nice and it was fun. But
0: Yeah, I I love the house shows because that's usually what it is. It's just an absolute mishmash of, of God knows what kind of music. And uh, it always seems to be like about half really heavy metal bands. And it's like for some reason, these people that have like spikes and makeup on and they look scary. They're like the nicest people in the building. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. I love it. I'm trying to think of like weird places we've played. I've mentioned it on a prior podcast, but I and I would highly suggest this show to anybody that's thinking about like maybe wanting to just go on a jaunt to play a show somewhere. But um, Three Finger Betty played a show called Punk Rock Tacos in the outskirts of uh, Chicago, and it's like cool. We're gonna go to play this punk rock event. It's uh, there's tacos, you know, whatever. It sounds really fun, and so we show up to this place, and it's literally like a Mexican restaurant. And it's just a Mexican restaurant with, like, a stage that's, like, big enough for, like, a mariachi band to stand on, maybe.
1: And I love that.
0: So, and so that's, like, what it was. It's, like, the the day was, like, the Mexican restaurant has a punk show. People come in and eat. There's punk music playing, like, all afternoon into the evening. And that was the event we got booked on. And it's, like, that's kind of neat. Let's go through this show or whatever. But the the long and story short is, like, there's all sorts of punk music going on. There's an area that cleared out with tables where people are, like, kind of around the stage and uh, dancing and doing, you know, the punk stuff. But there's like also like families with babies eating like enchiladas and stuff, like sitting in there. And uh, Just,
1: they had no idea there was going to be a
0: punk show that night. Yeah, and they came in and sat and ate their food like through the whole entire thing. We're there for like an hour, and it's like, man, this is wild. Like if I came into a Mexican restaurant and there was punk music, I'd be like weirded out. But maybe they, maybe they did know, and they were bringing their kids.
1: Yeah,
0: I don't know. I don't know it it could be one of those things you know maybe uh in the bigger cities i didn't know this but maybe it's like uh, punk music and uh mexican food go hand in hand i don't know like right uh, <laughs> you live and learn though <laughs> i try to think about those kind of things like likes tacos. Well, yeah everybody likes tacos of course yeah i mean come on come on but i think about those kind of things though too with like getting booked on shows and trying to like you know at least do your best like being booked around bands and things like that that are like might be different than you and it's not always an easy thing you know that just comes back down to like music's not always an easy thing because if you end up with a situation where maybe you have like you guys you have a band you've got songs you're writing them and things like that you know it you still got to like play the shows you still got to go out there and record the stuff so you've, you've got like all the basic steps down you just need to uh get your your get your next ones down and you it seems like you guys have a plan it just i just can't wait for warmer weather so i can actually like possibly book a show with you guys or uh a squeak over and see you guys somewhere you know maybe on the eastern end of the state somewhere um
1: yeah
0: yeah definitely i've uh i've let's see what else we got on the pot oh yeah you guys got social media for the band don't you uh
1: yeah we have a facebook um facebook for sure i guess i don't know if we have anything else
0: yeah i I found the facebook but i also that's like the social media i spend the most time on so uh i found that one but i like i'll have to search on the instagram and stuff i will do all the hunting and whatnot we can confirm um after the episode whether or not you've got some of those goodies. But uh. Yeah, I'll I'll make sure to post them all down below. So if anybody's wondering like how do I how do I find this band QuakeScape? How do I know when your show's going to be like whether or not you're going to have merch or uh do you, are you guys going to have a recording and if you do when's it coming? If you guys have any questions on this, they will keep you updated on social media. Their Facebook, uh they do make posts regularly, so it's definitely worth checking out. The links are in the in the description. So if anybody's wondering that stuff, uh that's where that's at for sure. Is there any stories you've got that uh, you think we need to add to this? Let me ask you that.
1: I suppose if going back to, you know, when I was first getting into music, uh, my first experience actually playing with uh, other musicians was actually I had learned how to play low by the war I survived, and Nick decided that he was going to let me come to the war I Ride practice and play it with them when I was like maybe, maybe 10 or 11.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So that was a really cool experience for me. And, you know, that that's probably where like, I really started pursuing music uh, more so than just like practicing scales and, you know, a different kind of love for music. Yeah, I definitely.
0: So yeah, I definitely understand where you're coming from. Like, uh, there's one thing about like playing in a basement, and you like, you know, I guess for you maybe you're young enough where it's like I loaded up some songs on YouTube and I played along or or whatever it happens to be. But like, you know, for me it would be like I I you know have a burned copy of this CD and I ripped it onto my computer and loaded the MP3 play. You know whatever but like you know same concept there's so many different avenues people take but like that first step outside of the basement or wherever it is to like go actually play with somebody else and that first weird connection you have with somebody where it's like we're playing music together that thing uh it's it's like an indescribable intangible thing and i think that's like kind of what you're describing right now is it's it just kind of unlocked it
1: right it's just yeah something different i don't know how to explain it but yeah. just makes you want to just keep doing it
0: yeah and i i i feel like the thing for me that excites me about it is, is like yeah if i'm trying to i'm just throwing out if i'm trying to play a Megadeth song at home and i'm playing along and i'm playing the rhythm part and somebody's shredding the leads on the recording it's like cool this person's really good or whatever and i'm playing some crazy riffs along with whatever but um at the same rate like, I feel like when I'm going to jam nights and playing with people where it's like, this is somebody's first time playing this song, let's see how it goes. Like, I, it still feels basically the same way because you're still, like, in this space with somebody creating something. And even though it's not, you know, a thousand percent perfect and really intricate and fast or, like, whatever, it's still – it's that thing where you're with somebody making music with them, you know?
1: Yeah, Absolutely.
0: Uh, I feel like that's also one of those things when you like first join a band, you kind of like come in, you're a little bit nervous, like, you know, is what I'm going to do going to fit this or like whatever. And, uh, you know, I'm sure it's no different that you just ease your way in.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean,
0: when I tried out
1: for Quakescape, I was ridiculously nervous, like more nervous than I should have been just because I've only played in punk bands. And I was like, you know, not sure if I was gonna fit the vibe. Right. But I guess they like me, they they let me, they let me join, so I must have done okay. <laughs> it's been it's been a lot of fun. Ryan is like a riff machine, man. He's all the time just like having to check out these riffs that he's writing and they're, they're all really good. So I've been, you know, it's been cha- challenging me to write more and play more because I'm trying to keep up, write a baseline for the riffs that he's writing, you know yeah so that that's been really fun a good good experience for sure yeah
0: that's awesome- that's awesome you know and it's it's probably fun for him you know uh going over to guitar and just coming up with all these riffs and just having someone like you to bounce the ideas off of to be like check out all this, check out all this you know to have an outlet yeah. for it instead of just uh being a basement rocker you know like we said before are you are you a songwriter that's always something that comes up i'm I'm not super great at it unless I have somebody doing the bulk of the work what's your What's the go?
1: I mean, for every band I've been in, it's been different, which is has been really interesting. Just like working with different people and seeing, you know, how they work and everything. So I try to be, you know, just go off of whatever makes the other person more comfortable. But mm. like with Uncle, uh, we would all sit around the table and like pass our instruments to each other. Everybody was playing everything and you know, saying words and whatever stick was, that was the song. Um, with Dick is short for Richard, we've been more like, it seems we haven't wrote a ton of stuff since I've been in there, but it seems more like a, you know, I wrote, here's a whole song and we're going to play this whole song. And with Quakescape so far, uh, I wrote some lyrics for one song we're working on called Black Widow. Um, I know that Emily's husband has wrote a lot of lyrics that we've been trying to piece together with riffs that were that we're writing. It's just been it's always different and I like I kind of like that. I like seeing how people's brains work, you know.
0: Yeah. That's crazy. That's like you guys are playing the puzzle game right now with Quakescape. You got you got all this material. And you're just trying to figure out the best places to put all the pieces.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> like maybe these lyrics will work with this one, and now well, let's try these lyrics and switching everything around. Oh man! But once we get once we get on track with one, it's it's been falling into place really easy, and I think everybody's really excited about the stuff we're writing.
0: That's good. I mean, that's, as long as everyone in the band's on board, I mean, that's usually what it is, especially starting a band from scratch. I'm sure that's the hardest part is just getting everyone to be like, all right, let's 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 make sure we all have the same idea for what, you know, we want to come out the other end. You know, like, it's not like this is what's going to happen, but like, you get a song written and someone's like, wait, I thought we were making smooth jazz here. You know, and it's like, no, 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 no. Like, right. Dude, when you were talking about the writing style you had with Uncle, it, it kind of blew my mind where you'd like... You, you, I don't know if this is... It's 2022. I don't know if this is acceptable. but You do like the, the Chinese fire drill where everyone would just switch. I'm uh, you, sure you can't say that. That's so... You can't say that anymore. Should I timestamp that and take that out? All right, cancel me. I'm sorry, everyone. Uh, they would do the the fire drill thing where everyone would switch spots, you know? And that's, that's so wild to think that, like... Yeah, I mean, obviously, everyone can kind of probably play a little bit of every instrument to an extent, but I never thought... Like, you could probably get a, like... A whole different set of inspiration Sitting down at a drum set than you would You know Sitting at a guitar or whatever
1: Yeah well I mean When I when I joined I was I don't know I just had the assumption that The singer was writing the songs You know but Jada was writing Like half of the EP It was half of it Jada wrote and half of it Liberty wrote they worked together Quite a bit and then you know when I joined getting getting in on that was a lot of fun um so we we all just kind of played everything and just whichever stuff we liked was what we ended up playing it was a lot of fun
0: yeah it's crazy fun i mean it just sounds like a studio party or like that like a musician's dream or like what you hear about those stories about like guys in the studio it's like ah oh, well you know so and so stopped by and he brought his bass and they you know blah blah this that and the other or are you like you just lock yourself in a room and with a pile of instruments and whatever comes out the back end comes out, you know, like, that's, that's super cool. I mean, it's almost like Beatles-esque or something. I don't know. Yeah. <coughs> so, writing songs, is that something that's always been something you've... Uh something that you've done or was it like tough at first and you kind of get better at it as you go or do you write pieces and kind of plug them together or what is your songwriting style like personally let me ask you that
1: um it just depends because sometimes i'm at work and i just like a phrase i'm like that's that's a good chorus you know and so i'll start kind of writing words or but if i'm Messing around with a guitar or a bass at home, I'll get a riff that sounds fun. I'll kind of plug stuff together, but I don't know. My recipe for punk songs is pretty straightforward. It's like I'm angry about this, and I'm gonna write a song about it. You know. But with Quakescape, this is the I like read a Wikipedia article while I was writing the song. You know what I mean?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So it's <laughs> uh, that's different, but. Usually I'm just, you know, short and catchy choruses and just whatever sticks in my head. That's what I kind of base it off of. And then the verses start, like, you know, come after, try to fit everything together, tell a story a little bit.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, songwriting in general just blows my mind. I don't do enough of it to be any... N-E-E. I haven't figured a pattern out that works for me. I'm not good enough at it. I'm I can I figured out some like basic formulas, but like everything using these basic formulas just sounds like a basic song that everyone writes, you know. So you got to try to like break that mold, and that's something I haven't been the best at doing or figuring out. And it's it's always intriguing to hear everyone's stories like yours, you know, like uh do I write a hook first do I try to write this chorus that everyone's going to get along with and then what do I put in the verses if I do the verses or or uh you know what's the lyrical content going to be like you said I almost have to read a, a wikipedia party or a wikipedia article in order to like educate yourself prior but
1: you yeah know,
0: that kind of stuff has seemed to work for other bands i mean like iron maiden wrote songs about books you know and that's it's not uncommon for other bands to have done that either like rush did the same thing come on right
1: like take a known story and just kind of put your own spin on it that's yeah
0: yeah i mean that's the way it is i mean so is that is that like what we can expect out of you guys something between rush and iron maiden out of this or what like i i mean maybe
1: i we've got a lot of different influences um emily's an amazing singer like she's her voice is crazy and everybody just like meeting them for the first time, everybody's so chill and laid back and, like, you wouldn't... I don't know. I wasn't expecting what came out of the practice to be what happened. It was just, like... It really feels like the dream team because everybody just gets along so well and... um, our The way we write music, it's all working out really well and everybody kind of has the same goal in mind, so... I'm hoping that you know, once we start getting some stuff recorded that everybody else likes as much as we do,
0: you know. Uh, having a female vocalist, like, having probably has bigger range than a male vocalist, I'm just assuming. So, I've, does that open up the songwriting quite a bit? She definitely has more range
1: than I do. For, <laughs> so, when I'm writing, um, I write it to where I can sing it, which... I'm not I'm not much of a singer I sing Just enough to get the point Across so somebody else can sing it for me You know Mm but But yeah She's like she has Quite the range we've been Our covers that we're doing like There hasn't been one that she's like ah I can't sing this one you know what I mean (laughs) Yeah
0: (laughs) Oh my god everything from
1: Smashing Pumpkins To Evanescence she's testing out the waters and just
0: about everything oh that's awesome that's really awesome i i also feel like the bands that mix up the styles are becoming a little bit more popular because i feel like just kind of as music has progressed over the years like not everyone likes just one style of music so like as you start to like put all the styles together into one song or into multiple songs or you know like into an EP where it's like this EP spans like three genres almost, you know, or whatever. Uh, I feel like that's becoming much, much more common nowadays than it ever has been.
1: Yeah. It's like a musical soup. Just throw everything in. Y-
0: yeah. I'm not really that upset about it either. And I'm not trying to say like, this is the way of the future. Everyone abandon your old ways and go this way instead. But like, you know, uncle yeah. punk band, uh, Dick is short for Richard, uh, I'd call that a punk band, you know, like, uh, but as you're describing quake, uh, quakescape, it might not necessarily be 100%, you know, just a, a rock band, you know, or like saying hard rock or just rock is such a wide variety. Cause it's like, what are we talking like sticks and foreigner here? Are we talking like kiss or, you know, like you said, all the way up to the smashing pumpkins or modern rock, you know, like you said, Evanescence, is that rock music? Like what is rock, you know?
1: Yeah. it's, really hard to pinpoint.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I think that'll be the benefit uh, booking shows, is it'll give you guys a wider array, because I feel like you guys will be able to fit in with the punk bands and the metal bands just as much as anyone.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that for sure. Just, one, you know, we're all living in different towns, so we are all, you know, friends with different people and different bands, so having the connections everywhere I think will be a good thing when we start playing shows because we'll be able to be like, you know, I already have a friend that's here, get a show started.
0: Yeah. I mean, a hundred percent, it should not be undersold. Like the ability to like network and know people, you know, um, I, like you said, you went to a show and you, you ran into Ryan. I mean, that's just how it worked. You know, you network, you know, people, you kind of run into people and that's how opportunities come out. And, uh, it's, I know some people are like, I just want to play music. I don't want to network. And it's like, well, I mean, if that's all you want, that's cool. But like, if you guys want to do something and try and like build or have like different opportunities that might benefit you to, to do that. And like you said, you guys, by happenstance, you all live uh, in different towns or different areas and know different people from different music scenes. So it just kind of works out like that. But, you know, I've, I've been in bands that did not have a very big, you know, networking base and you end up just kind of like piggybacking on other bands And it doesn't always work the best, but, uh, you know, it does help to go out there and kind of meet who else is out there and talk to them and stuff like that. That's, I mean, hey, that's what the podcast is about. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. (laughs) So everyone meet Salem Butler. That's what I'm talking about right there. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. So... Uh, we're, we're getting close to an hour here. We've got, we've got a little bit of extra stuff added in here on the end. I, I do, uh, think this should be good enough for an episode. Uh, Salem, I, I do want to say thank you. It's been, like I said, it's been wild. I did talk about this a little bit at the beginning, but you know, uh, I, I knew the gals from uncle. I did an interview with them. Uh, I thought it was kind of a fun story we were going to bring you back in uh uncle kind of went away and now we've it's just come all the way full circle to i interviewed somebody else that was in a band with you before and and Ryan had reached out and i was like well let's let's see who wants to talk and boom you're you're the man you're the person it's it's yep. that's where it's going to be and i I've, i love it i love how big the scene is and how small the scene is that i uh, you know you guys over there are not afraid to, you know, come to Des Moines or Iowa City or, you know, southeastern Iowa, even further down to the Keokuk area. It's, I I love it. I absolutely love it. Yeah, definitely oh. a lot of fun. If is there uh, anything you want to add to this before I uh, end the recording? Let me ask you that. Um. Put you on the I, hot seat. I'm just,
1: I'm just really excited to finally get our stuff out there so people can hear it so that you know we can stop talking about how great we're going to be and people can judge for themselves you know what what they think of us
0: <laughs> i love it i love it that's, that's the nerve-wracking and fun part about being a musician is getting your stuff out there and letting letting the people decide finally what it sounds like what they think it sounds like so i'm excited yeah. i'm very excited for you guys it's going to be great um i'm looking forward to it so Scroll down to the description section, follow the social media, Salem, don't go away, but thank you very much for joining me.
1: No problem. Um, thank you for having me. It's been a lot of fun. Absolutely.
0: There it is. It's an episode. Love it. Gotta love sitting down talking with new people. Oh, well, I mean... Salem and I kind of knew each other from before but not really uh, so once again you guys just got to sit down and listen to me talk to somebody basically for the first time ever uh, about their music and what goes on so I gotta say thanks to Salem for sitting down talking with me taking some time out of your day to uh, uh, sit down and, and do a little interview and uh, I'll tell you what it's just as important to me as it is to you guys to take some time out of the day to do that so uh, thank you very much to Salem I cannot wait to hear Quakescape when it comes out it's going to be fun Like I said, uh, we've had Ryan on the podcast before. We talked about him a little bit in this episode. If you guys are looking for any links for Quakescape, they will be down below in the description section. I know for sure there's going to at least be a Facebook link down there, and everybody's got Facebook. So go over and check it out. Make sure you don't miss out on what's going on. There's going to be shows and some recordings uh, in in the future coming up, so check it out. Uh, Like I said, Quakescape, new band out of the Ottawa area-ish. So check that out it's gonna be tons of fun uh we talked about all sorts of good stuff in this episode i i've got to say thanks once again to salem for taking time out of his day thank you to everyone for listening to this i really do appreciate it and uh if you guys are looking for more audible farm stuff scroll down below there's some links down below audible farm website has all the audible farm goodies Uh, there is the audible farm shop link down below if you guys are looking for audible farm merch we've got t-shirts and hoodies and things like that down below Uh, In the audible farm shop stickers things of that nature. So check it out all sorts of goodies on the audible farm shop. Otherwise uh, Find me in person at a show I might have some stuff or let me know before I come to a show and I'll bring you a hoodie or something and uh, we can we can do the Transaction that way Uh, Otherwise if you guys are looking to support the podcast uh, Monetarily in a different fashion the patreon channel we talked about it in the intro one dollar a month You can watch video versions of the podcast each and every week that's what I'm talking about. It's good stuff. You guys uh, have been a great doing job, doing a great blah, 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 doing a great job of supporting the the Patreon, and I uh, appreciate everyone that's watching the video versions of the podcast. Uh, I've I, I've talked about it before. I've tried my best to do like special edition things, and I've tried to like get people together to. Uh, to, to get it done but uh it's just tough it's tough to to get the weekly episodes done let alone special edition episodes and things like that uh, uh especially to pull them off with some form of like good quality so uh i might uh sidestep on my agendas for trying to do weird episodes on the patreon and uh do something else so uh still working on something over there for extra extra content uh I've debated – I have a handful of episodes I've recorded that I didn't. I never released for one reason or another. I've debated putting them out on there. Uh, but some of the stuff is outdated material and outdated topics and things like that. So I'm not 100% sure if I want to put them on there. But I do have some older episodes from, from through the years that I did not quite get online. So uh, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I'm still thinking about stuff. But the Patreon channel is there, $1 a month. Video versions of the podcast are available there. Otherwise, you can watch little clips on the YouTube channel. Uh, the Audible Farm YouTube channel. You can also listen there. I got to say, if you guys want to support non-monetarily and you're still here listening to this, the best way to do it is just to share the podcast with somebody. Let them know what you think. And uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. You guys, are just, you guys are making me proud listening each and every week. I love it. Uh, I'm glad that people share the episodes around and let people know. And the people that want to listen end up listening each and every week. So thank you guys very, very much. I appreciate it. I'll catch you next week. Peace.